You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with Citywide Home Loans. And in the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Ruth Katchen with EXP Realty LLC. This is a show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Good morning, Ruth. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm great. We're excited to have Ruth on the show today. Uh, she brings a unique perspective to real estate education. Ruth is a true believer that education in the real estate process is essential for not only real estate agents, but buyers and sellers as well. Education can and will help you prevent mistakes on your next real estate transaction. Stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. And a quick yellow card disclaimer that the Citywide Home Loans team and EXP Realty LLC are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. And Citywide Home Loans has no affiliation with the Federal Housing Administration or the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. Ruth, thanks again for joining me on the show today. Very excited. You've got a lot of good information for us today. I'm very excited. Hope so. Education, education, education. You bet. I love it. You bet. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ruth. How long have you been in Colorado? I've been in Colorado almost 20 years. Wow. When I saw you would wanted to know that, I went, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Funny how that works, right? Yeah. Um, So 20 years, where were you before Colorado? I was in Naples, Florida. Naples, Florida. I like it. Do you get back there very often? Um, I've heard good things. Actually, uh, Naples is very nice. No, I actually don't. Uh. And so, um, you know, I guess I don't know why I just don't. But uh, before that, New York City and went to college in uh, D.C. So I've been around. Awesome. I've been around. I'm from upstate New York myself. So I I love the Northeast. We got back there a little bit this summer. It's a great area. Um, In terms of real estate, how long have you been in real estate? Six years. Six years. And what did you do back in Florida? Well, I was a musician. So I've been a performing musician for um, many years, more years than real estate, obviously. And as I like to tell everyone, this is my third career. So (laughs) I don't like people to feel like they can't do this or they don't know how to do this or to be afraid to do this. But I was a performing musician for a long time and uh, I founded a youth corral there in in Naples and um, as well as did performing on my own and that's uh, you know I bring all of that to real estate frankly that's really I did not know that that's yeah, good no, I've known you knows. for a couple of years Ruth I yeah, didn't know that uh, yeah, that's very cool well you know it's interesting because uh, my new thing is now to just tell everybody about my entire life because you know you bring all of that with you I think yeah. one of the big things that I have to say um, I said this to someone yesterday is that you go through life picking all these things up and doing all these things in a bucket and putting them in your bucket. And at some point you get there and you have to take stuff out of your bucket and give back. And that's that's, right. that's what I feel like I'm I'm at that place. So so tell us a little bit from a real estate 
perspective, I guess, if you will. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing lately in real estate. You've sort of taken a different angle than a lot of real estate agents and really focused around education. Talk to us a little bit about that. Right. Well, um, after my music thing and I started this youth chorale, I realized that education was really what I loved to do and wanted to do. So when I was back in Colorado, and I lived in Colorado Springs for a lot of that time, I would say – 14 or 15 of those 20 years. And so I got a master's in curriculum and instruction and started doing STEM and STEAM curriculum, which STEAM is STEM with the arts. So I decided to, again, take all of my background and everything and and use it for for what I would call good and better in in education. Because I really realized how how much the arts help people learn, and that includes real estate or whatever. And and I just love teaching. I learned that from the youth corral that I really love teaching. And when I moved up to the Denver area, I decided to get a real estate license. That's kind of a long story between someone I knew and I thought, hey, this looks like fun. And most of what I was doing, I wasn't – I didn't have any interaction with people because yeah. I was doing things all over the country. So um, this was pre-Zoom and everything. But I – I worked with people like on FaceTime that I never even met. Sure. Or yep. you know, or Skype, which used to be so awful. So now yeah. we're you know, we're so much advanced from all of that. <laughs> but anyway, so um I I got a real estate license and it really taught me like they don't know how to teach people how to do something. Right. And all these poor agents were like that I was like in my real estate class were like, huh, what, this, that. Having trouble retaining the information yeah, well, and applying it. Retaining it and applying it because nobody really practices it. Generally, people speak at you and tell you what to do. Right. And um, I'd imagine your lending training maybe not be incredibly different from that. It's probably so, pretty similar, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. So anyway, so – Ruth kept a little running notebook of everything that I thought I should know that I didn't know. And then I went out and I have to say, yes, I am with EXP Realty right now, but uh, that is my seventh brokerage yeah. in that time. So I've been with yeah. a lot of brokerages, which yep. I think you know. Yep. And um, I what I tried to do is pick up everything I could in 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 all of them. Yeah. I showed homes. I I did transaction coordination. Yeah. I tried to um, get myself into every aspect that I could, and at the same time realized that in marketing and and doing things like that that I needed to do things that were a little more with it. You know, I like all the video, and now people are generally doing video, but I I was doing it all that time ago right. and creating video. Videos and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I've tried to combine everything and bring See, what I thought we real estate training needed. And I've worked with you for a couple of years now, sponsoring some of your classes. Basically, what you've done um, from the outside looking in is is you've taken the real estate processes and you've uh, broken them down and, and figured out how to sort of teach them in a way that people understand when they're being taught, but also retain that information and then have, have a way of applying it. And I think that's, uh, that's unique in, in real estate for sure. I mean, I think like real estate, like lending, like a lot of these other, uh, industries, those things kind of get taught the same way. Like here's the, here's the 
presentation book, a little bit like college, right? Like here, here's the material, read through it, learn yeah. it, and see if you can go with it. Yeah, um, yeah, a little like college, but I, I think that to really learn something, you have to integrate it. So in other words, if I talk at you and tell you something and you go, oh, yeah, okay, and everyone knows the experience of going to a class or a, a yeah. convention or whatever and getting really excited about, oh, I love that idea. I want to do that. I want to yeah. do that. And then two weeks, it's like, oh, I don't know. You know, yeah. They don't have a way of retaining it. And yes, I, I appreciate that you think everyone retains what I tell them. I'm, I, you know, and Well, I think do, that's I, the idea yeah. behind your the way that you've <laughs> constructed your class. So that people actually do walk away with retaining the information. I'm hopeful to that. I also I give them a lot of documents and outlines and checklists, and you know, um, I have somewhat of the walking, talking to do list kind of person. So that probably helps. And and I tell a lot of stories about experiences that I've had, so that they can remember that because I think that's the way to remember something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, So. I'm going to shift gears for a little bit here, Ruth, and then we're going to dive back in. Um, I always like to, on the show, kind of talk a little bit about with agents um, what your experience is currently in the real estate market. Um, you and I talked a little bit before the show. I, I won't ask for your crystal ball, although if you have one, I'd love to see it. But like like any other industry, finance, interest rates, uh, what's the housing market going to do? It's very hard to determine that, right? And and I think that being in the industry, we have a little bit of a extra feel for what's going on. What's sort of your sense as to what we're seeing here in Colorado, maybe the, more specifically the Denver area, um, in terms of what the real estate market is doing? Well, I, of course, talk to a lot of people about that. And, of course, a lot of people ask me that, like I have some kind of uh, whatever pipeline into something that they, that, that they don't, which I don't. But I do read all the data, like Altos Research comes out with data, and it's daily. So you can look at, you know, you can look at it weekly, daily, and see what's happening. Is the market going up, down, prices going up and down, volume, et cetera? So um, what I think basically for the rest of 23 is – you know, I think prices are kind of going to be where they are. They've sort of leveled up and down little bits here and there. Um, I I think a lot, you know, a lot of it's common sense, like it's called supply and demand, you know, right. and um, I am certainly not an economist, but, you know, if you don't have a lot of supply, you know, the prices generally don't go down very much. Right. So because right. why would they? I mean, face it, if it were you, you yeah. wouldn't do that. So. You know, at the same time, you know, the, uh, multiple offers like we saw a year and a half ago or so uh, uh, to, to great extremes and people paying these exorbitant amounts of money over ask, that's not really happening either unless this is the most fabulous house in the world. Then there's competition for it. Yep. And so then, then there might be, but those are not most. As far as inventory, we're still low on inventory. It has creeped up a little tiny bit, and I think that's because the interest rates are also up. So, you know, there's that. But in, in, in reality, people have asked me, is it a good time to sell? And, you know, if it were my friend, I would say, uh, no. Do you have to sell? Because some people do have to. You know, buying and selling has to happen all the time. Yep. That's that's the truth. That's the but reality, right? Yeah, that's the reality. But if you're doing it just to, um, you know, catch, catch your uh, appreciation or equity – 
um, you might have to think about it or accept that it might take a while, and that's okay too. And and that's pretty well in line with what we hear. I I work with a lot of real estate agents, and that's sort of the general sentiment is um, certainly nobody knows what's going to happen, but based off of uh, what happened a couple of years, I mean, we had a crazy real estate market here a couple of years ago, and I think that the result of such a boom in the real estate market is that you're going to have a lull, right? What goes up must come down kind of scenario. And it feels a little bit like that's where we are, except the values have not really come down in the sense that a lot of people think the interest rates having basically tripled would have caused values to come down. Now, I, I think what we haven't seen is a, is a real increase in values like we saw before that, but values seem to have sort of held steady. Yeah. Um, in, in some places, maybe, maybe a slight correction downward, but really have sort of held steady over the course of the last year or so. Um, and I don't know, I guess more demand. It sounds to me from when I'm talking to agents, that inventory levels are still pretty low. Um, so I, I think all it would take is, you know, one, maybe 2% drop in interest rates to really kick things into gear and get people excited about buying homes again. I, I think, I mean, personally, I think that people get a little bit too attached to the whole interest rate thing. When we talk about interest rates, we talk about 30-year interest rates. And the reality is, uh, at least the last time I checked this, it's probably a little higher now, is that the average person has their mortgage for six and a half years, not 30 years. Yeah. And and so I think that that needs to come into play a little bit as well. We all get so excited about the interest rates. Well, if you're actually going to have it for 30 years, that makes sense. The reality is you're probably not. Um, as millennials and now the next generation coming up, we don't stay in the same place for that long. Um, our grandparents and, and, and their parents stayed in the same home for 30, 50 years. And that's not really the case anymore. 50 so. years is really a long time. My but, grandparents, yeah. I mean, really? they stayed in the oh, same wow. place. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think something will give. I think people, you're right, they're a bit too attached to this interest rate thing. And a part of that is the, is the way the media presents it and the way even, I, I think, honestly, a lot of real estate agents are just freaked out by it. And they're yeah. thinking, oh no, whatever. And and unfortunately, if you're if you're a listing agent, and you're talking to someone to do a listing, and you show them, you do have to show them. Okay, my client, your client, who would be a buyer for this house, was going to pay a year ago X dollars, and now they're going to pay X X X dollars, and that's you know almost double the the payment. They they uh, they need to know that because that does affect the price. You can't just ask anything like people were thinking they could kind of ask anything in a way so i and you know honestly in in 24 i think we'll see we'll see some balance happening maybe we'll be lucky enough and interest rates will go down a bit and so people will like that and and i i think it's like anything you have to get used to it and once you get used to whatever it is i completely agree with i think where we are right now from an interest rate standpoint that you kind of have to get used to it Right. I mean, I think I don't know why or how, but people began to get used to interest rates in the twos. And for anybody that's been around, you know, more than a few years on this planet, you have to know that interest rates are not going to stay in the twos. That's not any kind of normal. And in fact, over the last 50 years, the average interest rate is 7.75 percent. We're still well, we're almost right there. But just below that right now, with the highest interest rate in October of 1981 being 18.375. 
5%, right? Mm, yes, and so, I, I owned a house then. Yeah, so, so hey, you, know, you know, it needs to be put into perspective from right. an interest rate standpoint. Historically, we're not in a terrible spot, and the reality is interest rates in the twos were way too low, just like interest rates in the 15s are way too high, right? So in between that, you've got somewhere between 5 and probably 8% that's really like an average or what should be like a normal uh, interest rate. And that's kind of right where we are right now. So I think getting used to that fact, look, if interest rates drop by 2%, that's great. Call your favorite lender and talk to them about refinancing and see if it makes sense. But that's not the reality right now. Today's right. reality is seven something percent interest rates, maybe right. six if you buy it down. Right, right, right. right. So uh, tell me a little bit where, along the same lines of education here, Ruth. Talk to me a little bit about a conversation um, that real estate agents should have with their sellers uh, when they're talking about listing a home. Um, how are you guys educating those clients? Just a few of the highlights. We don't have to dive too deep into it, but some highlights. Maybe there's some clients out or some audience members out there that are thinking, I'm thinking about selling my home right now. What are some of those highlight points well, as you think, get them ready? I think, of course, time, as time passes, one of the things I think is really important that, is that most of them are going to say, oh, my neighbor over here sold their house for yes. blah, blah, blah. Very good and point. And you, you know that that's probably not going to happen for them now because that was a year and a half ago mm-hmm. or something like right. that. So you have to show them what's happened in the market. You have to show them – I frankly, I would show them what the – payment is. Mm-hmm. Your buyer, your typical or preferred buyer that's ideal buyer for your house, this is what they may have to pay in, yeah. in, in, in a monthly payment. So you you don't want to, you know, rule out everybody. Yeah. And I, you know, and then everyone thinks that their house is fabulous. And, you know, you have to be very careful about how you evaluate how fabulous or not yeah. their house is and what they could do. And yeah. it, it's not quite like, you know, during the the recession, the 2008 thing where people were like redoing their whole house and getting it, you know, yeah, yeah. professionally decorated. And <laughs> yeah. Please buy my house. You know, um, it's it's not like quite like that, but you do have to, you know, you have to clean it up. It can't be disgusting and, yep. and you can have stuff everywhere. And, you know, people, a lot of people a year and a half ago, I, I saw houses where, you know, the front door had chipping paint and stuff. You just, this is a no. I mean, at a least couple of years ago, you could kind of do that, right? Yeah, you could sort I mean, of list a house and throw it on the market yeah, and, and see get, what happens, you know, and if and, you don't want to buy it, it was a rare, but that was a rare time. I right. mean, that is not the norm when it comes to a, a, a relatively normal market, right? I mean, in a relatively no. normal market, you want the house to be clean, little stuff like that, right? Chipping paint on yeah. a door is a pretty easy fix for a painter right. if you can't do it yourself. Right. Probably doesn't cost too much, but make it look nice. And that leads into sort of my next question for you. What about curb appeal? Well, right? that's that's one of the things, you know, that, that I talk about in the one class. I have documents showing people how to get a house prepared for showing and, mm-hmm. and what you should do. Now that you cannot unless you're really really nice person you you and you're going to do it for them that doesn't mean they're going to do it but you you can at least you know, give that a try, you know, that they know what they should do. And I think it's really important to um, make sure the outside looks really nice. Yep. And, uh, you know, the yard and that you don't have stuff, weeds and the grass is 
green or warning that it may not be. And, you know, a lot of people now you can virtually stage everything, including the grass. Which so. is really cool. We work with a great company, V1 Photography, and they do that state, that virtual staging and stuff like that, which is really cool. You can kind of walk through a house, stage it however you want to. It's it's. The technology for real estate is about to get really interesting and Yes, fun. and I'm going to talk um, to you more about that because it is really interesting. But the virtual staging one. Uh, so give me, I'm going to dive into that in just a minute here. Um, but I do want to, before we dive into that, and please don't forget that point, uh, talk a little bit about buyers as well and some some education for buyers. Let's say we, and I like to use a first time home buyer as an example just because it's so dramatic that that event, right? That experience for a first time home buyer of purchasing a home for the first yeah. time. Um, I'm going to tee this up for you a little bit here, Ruth. But first, first of all, it's they may come to you guys first as a real estate agent. They may come to us first as a lender. I think they usually tend to go to the agent first and say, hey, we're thinking about buying a home. And you're like, okay, well, have you been pre-approved yet? And that's where you're making an introduction for a lender or they may have a lender already. But the pre-approval process is really important. So I encourage if you are a first-time home buyer, uh, don't you know take that step lightly. Um, go through the full process with the lender. Have the credit pulled. Let them review everything so they can give you accurate information. In all likelihood, the credit pull is not going to have much of an impact on your credit unless you've had a lot of credit pulls recently. Um, but it's important that the lender has the information from the credit report so they can give you accurate information so you know what houses to go and look at. So then when they come back to you as the agent, say, hey, Hey, I'm pre-approved and you're like, okay, great. You know, uh, what price houses should we be looking at? They've got an accurate answer for that. And part of that for us on the lending side is their comfort level for their monthly payment. If they're renting right now and it's $1,800 a month, but I have them pre-approved at $4,800 a month for a housing expense, are they comfortable with that? And in most cases, probably not. So they may say, look, we don't want to go above $3,200 a month or whatever it is. I can work backwards and then let them know like, hey, you know, you're probably looking at homes in the 550, 600, whatever it is, depending on their down payment. And that means that you can show them the right homes. So once you've gotten out there and shown them the homes, how are you educating them on the offer process and once they're under contract? Well, uh, first of all, there's there's all kinds of buyers. And it's interesting because some love every house, some love no houses. <laughs> and um, oftentimes if it's a couple or two people, one loves every house and one hates every house. And I've, I've seen that a fair amount of times. So I have a d- couple of checklists and, you know, wish lists, checklists, things that are – that they feel they must have, things that they would like to have, things that they don't care about so that they can fill out all of this stuff and and take a look at stuff because sometimes they're attracted to things and that isn't what you said you wanted. Right. So, you know, I... they see it, they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) especially if they've not really looked at a lot of houses. Every house is like, wow, wow, cool. Or or not, (laughs) you know, could be the reverse of that. So I try to educate through that... uh, process and 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 now you have to be very careful with buyers when they go in a home because oftentimes um, the home is everything is recorded so the seller can hear everything you say or see you and so um, this is also a little creepy you know um, I uh, yeah so I try to be 
careful. And, you know, that was a, one of the best things about COVID is no touching anything, no jumping on anything. So so in general, it's, it's you know, let's go look at some homes, decide in, on the front end what it is you think you like, and then let's go see some homes that we think might work. You're going to see some things along the way, but stay focused. And then let's put our offer in. Let's put a serious offer in based on comparables and stuff like that. Right. Um, I, I I mean, I think that's awesome advice and that will help a first time home buyer get started and then once you're under contract it's sort of the inspection process right you've got to have an inspection done in the home and that should be taken seriously although i mean i think inspectors jobs are to include as much information as they can see well, on the property that's all varies and so how you handle that i mean unless you're buying a brand new home you got to understand things aren't brand new um, so that's one aspect to it. You've got the appraisal aspect. You know, what if it comes in low? What if it comes in high? What if it comes in at the purchase price? So those are conversations that you want to have. And then also, uh, you know, closing and then the lending piece. So once you're under contract, there's a little bit more work that we need to do on the lending side to get the loan fully approved. And then it's closing, get your keys and move yeah. in. Right. Well, and one of the big things between those things, especially with the inspection, you brought up a couple of really big points is one, if this is not a new home, you have to understand this is not a ho- new home. It's a used home. So some of this stuff is okay. You know, you, you're not, you have to understand that. And the other thing that I think happens a lot is that people don't realize what they want before until they start seeing them. So that also narrows down things and getting really good comparables. And and I think what's really important is getting, uh, making a really good offer. And depending on whether you're on the buy or the sell side, that that makes a big difference. Like to me, um, I think, um, okay, I think it's really important to uh, discuss with them how to negotiate, you know, that I will negotiate a good price for you and 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 give them good comparables so that they understand what they should be offering to yeah, get it. I, sure. I, I think the conversation for this selling or the buyer's agent with the listing agent on what will really make my offer fabulous, that's yep. the thing I – I like. Absolutely. So. And then communication along the way back and forth. Right. Right up until closing day for the most part. So um, great advice. So I want to give you a couple more minutes before we wrap up here, Ruth. And I've got a couple of great listings that I want to highlight here. It's our uh, triple pay- play of Denver's hottest listings. And the first one that I've got here is uh, Beth Smart with Realty One Group Platinum Elite. And she's got a great property at 44523 Overland Trail in Elizabeth with four acres in Sun Country Meadows, three bed, two and a half bath, open tri-level with three stall horse barn, country living at its best with equestrian trails throughout, uh, within 30 minutes of Elizabeth, Parker, and Southlands. This is a great property. If you'd like some more information, uh, give Beth Smart a call at 303 549 6907. I've got another one here, uh, Derek Kleiner, who also is actually with Realty One Group Platinum Elite, and he's got a really cool property here at 6930 Highland Hills uh, Street, and that's in Castle Pines. This one's on the market at 925. And it is a single family with just under 4,500 square feet, three bed, four bath home, um, gorgeous upgraded ranch backing to open space. Uh, large private covered deck overlooks open space. This is a really cool property. If you'd like some information, give Derek Kleiner a call at 303 
332-3800. And Mary Beth Schmidt with Brokers Guild Homes has a great property at 4545 South Monaco Street. That's unit number 125 in Denver, and it's on the market just under 750000 at 748-900. It's a uh, patio-type home at the Villas at Cherry Hills, and it's just about 3,268 square feet with three beds and three baths. Seller is willing to contribute to interest rate buy-down, which is huge right now. Rare main floor master bedroom, unfinished basement with plumbed-in bathroom and an egress window makes for easy finishing of this large space. Give Mary Beth Schmidt a call at 303-378-2566. And finally, Beth Smart has another one here at Realty One Group Platinum Elite at 9005 Meadow Hill Circle. This one is on the market um, at 900,000. A single family residence, just over 3,800 square feet. Three bed, four bath, wonderful ranch style home located in the well sought after gated neighborhood, the Enclave at Heritage Hills. Uh, give Beth Smart a call at 303 549 6907. And Ruth, we've got a couple minutes left here. Uh, I'm going to let you kind of free flow from here. Talk to oh. us a little bit about what you're doing, some of the classes, the video, and that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, one of the most exciting things to me is that I've taken uh, two classes and soon to be a third one and have made them digital. So they're available on Kajabi, which means you can do these classes on your own time and whatever. And then I have a once-a-week live session with people to review the assignments and questions and, you know, pain points of, of, of all the things that we do. And the one is it's called Masterclass Blueprint for uh, 99 Steps Blueprint for a Real Estate Transaction, which is the one that Jonathan has uh, promoted and and helped me sponsor a few times. So now we have it on Kajabi. And I have another one based on a new book. Uh, the book is called The Unsold Mindset by Colin Coggins and Garrett Brown. My course is called Reboot Your Sales Mindset. And uh, this is another digital course, but it's a whole paradigm shift on how to sell. And I think uh, although the book is for anyone, I have taken this and made the course uh, uh, applicable for realtors and real estate agents and i'm really excited about that i think people very love cool it. yeah i like it awesome well ruth thanks so much for being on the show today really appreciate it tons of great information uh when it comes to education i think ruth is a great resource whether you're thinking about buying or selling a home but perhaps more importantly for real estate agents out there Absolutely. especially if you're just getting into the business and you're really trying to find a way to learn the business the right way so that you can retain the information that you learned in class and then go out and apply it as well i think ruth does a great job of explaining that and teaching that information so thanks so much ruth well, thank you, John. I really appreciate the the chance to come and talk about what I love. Absolutely. And if you'd like to get in touch with Ruth for education purposes or to buy or sell your next home, Ruth can be reached at 719-660-2705. Thanks so much for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600. Every Saturday morning at 7 a.m., you can find past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com.